And uh, it's a privilege to get to be here and, and worship with you and, and speak today. But I, I want to say this. So my name is Pastor Alex, by the way. I know there's some of you that are, are new here. Um, but I want to say this. I, I want to just let you know a little bit more about, you know, who we are and what we do. So first off, I cry a lot. Just be prepared. If you're from the church and you know I cry a lot, nod your head. If you're not from the church, look around. Yeah, I cry a lot. Don't be alarmed if I start crying. Everything's okay. It's just what I do. Um, secondly, I believe strongly that, that God is here. The God that created the universe is here and that God wants to speak to you. More so than me, this is not about me and what I can say. I believe the creator of the universe and your creator, God, wants to speak to you today. And so I want to thank you all for being here, uh, whether you've been coming here for 60 years or this is your first time, thank you to those that are joining us online. And, and today we're going to look into God's Word again. We're in a series uh, called Known, and we're looking at Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is one of the amazing psalms in the Bible. So the psalms are a collection of songs and poetry and writings from the Hebrew people that, that were written and put, in to get, put together into a, the collection of the psalms. And so each one is different. Um, King David, who wrote the psalm today, wrote quite a few of them. And, and, and today we're going to look at one, Psalm 139. We're, we're doing four weeks in this just because it's, it's an incredible it's an incredible psalm that talks about, and, and here's, here's the thing. Let, let me just get into this real quick. The God that created everything knows you and loves you. I want you to hear that today. The God that created everything knows you and loves you and invites you to know him. That This is not so, if you've never been to church before and you think this is a ritualistic thing, it's not. The God of the universe loves you and invites you to know and love him. And so Psalm 139 is this beautiful picture of, a, of an intimate God. And so, so far, we, we've talked about the fact, the first week we talked about the fact that God knows us completely. God knows the thoughts before we think them. God knows our words before we say them. God knows what we're going to do before we do it. God knows us completely. Last week, we talked about the fact that God is always with us. There is never a place you can go, there's not a, a place in, even in your mind or your heart you can go that God is not with you. And today we're going to talk about the fact that God created us perfectly. So here's the deal, I know you just sat down and I want you to stand with me. And we stand because we believe that God wants to speak through his word. This is God's word. These are not my words, these are God's words. And so my prayer is that God will speak to you today. Psalm 139, I'm going to go ahead and read um, all of it down to verse 13 through 18, which is where we're going to focus today. By the way, if, if you haven't been here the last couple weeks and you want to check out those weeks, you can go on wcn.church, you can go on Facebook, you can go on YouTube and search Westchester Nazarene and you'll find those messages. Listen, it, that is not self-promotion. You don't need to hear me speak. You do need to know that God loves you and that God is with you and that God knows you, and today that God created you perfectly. So here we go, Psalm 139. The first part's not going to be on the screen, but it says, O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit, you know when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my lying down, you are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my uh, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. 
In verse 7, he says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and light become night around me, even darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Now here's where we're going to focus today. He says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. You can have a seat. Praise God for his word. So three things we heard in there. The first part says that God knows you completely. The second part says that God is with you always. And today, verse 13 through 18 says that God created you and God created you perfectly. How many of you feel perfect today? Another thing I should tell you, I like to encourage participation. If you don't want to participate, totally fine. But if you, you know, I'm going to ask you to say some things to each other. If you don't want to, cool. But how many of you feel perfect? You guys are right. You guys are right. Yeah. Listen, God created you perfectly. And here's the problem. We don't feel perfect. We don't believe that we were created perfectly. You know why we don't believe that? Because we look at each other, we, ha- we do this thing called comparing ourselves to each other. We play the comparison game and we look at each other and, and we have a hard time believing that we are created perfect because we see other people and we put ourselves up against other people. Just this week, I, I was talking to Megan and I said, Megan, I, I hate my hair. There is nothing I can do with this hair. It just grows. It grows like a porcupine. It just grows out. And there's nothing I can do. And my forehead just keeps getting bigger and bigger. My five, my six head just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Then yesterday we had a funeral here and my dad did the funeral. And I I just sat there and I thought, oh man, it's going to keep going back. (laughs) It's going to be an eight or a nine head soon. (laughs) And I'm constant. Every day I look in the mirror. And I'm tempted to think that I am not perfect. I've been to the doctor some recently. I'm, I'm getting a little bit older. And, and things, are, things are changing. And, and one thing that happened recently is I went to the do- eye doctor, and, and they said, you know, you might have to have a surgery because one of your eyes is drooping lower than the other one, and we may have to lift that eye. What in the world? What's going on? And every day I look in the mirror, and I know this is true for you today, whether you want to admit it or not, but every day you look in the mirror and you look at the people around you, and you see other people with perfect hair and great physique, and you see people who are talented and who are awesome, and it tempts you to think that you are less than, or you are not perfect. 
One problem we have is the comparison game. The other problem is that we've heard that. We've, we've seen a projected image of what we're supposed to look like, and we've heard this narrative and seen this story play out. It, I mean, the media and, and social media and, you know, magazines, everything, TV, we see things, and, it, and they put the, you know, most beautiful people in the world on TV. Guess what? Half of that's fake. Half the things you see in magazines are touched up and fake, but we have this picture of what we're supposed to be. And, and listen, maybe somebody told you at some point that you weren't so good looking or you weren't good enough. Maybe you weren't picked for something. Maybe you got rejected. And so over time, we play this comparison game, and over time, we've been told over and over again that we're not perfect. Today, please hear me. God created you perfectly. Every single one of you, God created you perfectly, exactly as he meant to create you. God created you perfectly. And so don't buy into the lie that you're not good enough. When the creator of the world, when, when the God that created the mountains and the seas and, and, and the weather and all of this stuff, when the God of the universe looks at you... He sees perfection. Please understand today, you were created perfectly. And so, so Psalm 139 tells us, you created us perfectly. We're going to work through it really quick. Verse 13 and 14 say, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So King David, King David was a real man that walked the face of the earth. This isn't some mythical thing. You know, some religions have mythical... Listen, the, the people that wrote Scripture walked the face of the earth. They're, these documents have been found. These are real. And so King David walked the face of the earth. He was born just like you and I were, maybe not in a hospital, maybe not with all the amenities that we had, but he was born the same way that we were. And he says, you, God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. There's, there's all these different people in the world that want to tell you. There's all these different beliefs of how the world came into being and how we were created. And some people believe that just poof, one day things, things were created and here we are, you know, thousands or millions of years later and here we are. And they believe it was just all one big accident. Listen to me today. Listen to David when he tells you, you were created by the Almighty God. And you were created perfectly. There's there's four words that he uses in the scripture. Verse 13, he says, you created my inmost being. I want to kind of build this out for you. The first word, he says, you created my inmost being. And, and what that word means is created. You, God, created me. You made me. You formed me. But then the second word he used is right there in verse 13. He says, you knit me together in my mother's womb. And that word, the word that's translated knit there, is this idea of our bodies being perfectly put together. So the first word he uses says, you created me. The second one says, you knit me perfectly together. Have you ever studied the human body? I'm not talking about looking at the people around you, okay? <laughs> Have you ever studied just the intricacies of the human body? 
how many blood vessels we have and how many nerves we have. And, and I think there's over 200 bones in the body. There's like 100,000 blood vessels. And it's all knitted perfectly together in a way that we work. You, you not only created me, you knit me together. You made me perfect. He goes on in verse 14. He says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The word that he uses there is actually translated more that you distinctively made me. You made me unique. And so not only did God create us, not only did God knit all of this stuff together to make it work, but God created me unique and different. You set me apart. The fourth word is in verse 15. It says, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And that word woven carries the picture of, of art. It's not just that God created us. It's not just that God knitted us together. It's not just that, that God made me unique, but it's that I am kind of a piece of art, that God was doing something incredible when he created me and created you. We are God's art. And so are you getting this full picture that, that you weren't just some accident you weren't just some, you know, happenstance or, or one day you didn't just pop up and exist. The God of the universe created you, knitted you together, made you unique. You are a work of art. All right, all right, this, here's the first time. I'm just warning you. Turn to someone next to you and say, you're perfect. If you don't want to, you can look at me and say, you're perfect. I'll take it. Come on. It's okay. You guys are perfect. Hey, you guys are, you guys are a work of art. God created you uniquely and perfectly. Hey, is there a picture on there? Can we pop this picture up? Um, so a couple years ago, someone from the church came up to me and brought me this picture that they took at the Reds game of a guy selling beer. And I honestly thought it was me. <laughs> but it's not me, I promise. I don't sell beer at the Reds games. I mean, doesn't that look like me? And so I saw it and I thought, so eight billion people in the world and this dude selling beer at the Reds game that looks almost exactly like me. Guess what? We are completely different. I'm not that dude. I don't know anything about him. I've never talked to him. He obviously is awesome. But, but you are uniquely created. You are not like anybody else. You know, I think one of the biggest slaps in the face to God is when we try to be something or someone that we're not. When we look at someone else and say, man, God created them better than me, and so I want to be like them. And, and sometimes we fall into this trap of think, thinking we've got to be someone other than who God created us to be. Listen to me today. God created you perfectly. God created you uniquely. You are exactly who God created you to be. Don't get yourself in the, in the business of comparing yourself to others. Today, I hope you hear me when I say that God looks at you and says you are perfect. So, so David says, you, God, created me. It wasn't an accident. You created me. Let me just take a second and say this is Sanctity of Life Sunday. Sanctity of Life Sunday is a Sunday that churches all around the world gather together to affirm that we believe that life matters and that every person matters. I just want to say this. We here at the church believe that every person from the moment they're conceived to the moment they die matter to God. Every single person. Now, 
I know that this carries political stuff, and some of you, are, you know, have political feelings about this. Can I just say, this is much bigger than politics. You and every other person are created perfectly by God. And every single person, every single life matters to God. And so you know what? Every life matters to us. It's one of our core values that people are important to God. And so they're important to us. You are God's perfect creation. Verse 14 says, your works are wonderful. I love this. David says, you created me, you made me, you knit me together. You did this, God. You created me. And then he says, and guess what? Your works are wonderful. You did a great job, God. <laughs> it kind of sounds arrogant, doesn't it? He says, you did a great job. Come on, look at me. You know. But we often do this, right? We walk around. Have you ever been to a, a a great, like, nature, a place of nature. Have you ever been to, like, Mount Everest or Niagara Falls? A couple months ago, I had the opportunity to go to Niagara Falls with one of my boys, and it's just, you look at it, and you're just like, this is incredible. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon or to a mountain range, and you look at it, and you just think, man, God has created some amazing things. Have you ever just looked into the sky and seen all the stars, and, and you just look, and you think, it's incredible that God created all this. David says, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You know, David's not talking about the Grand Canyon, and he's not talking about Mount Everest, and he's not talking about the moon and the stars. David's talking about us. We are God's greatest creation. I want you to hear this today. You are God's greatest creation. We often look at nature and think, man, God did some amazing things. Just look around you. Look around. Come on. I know it's awkward. Let's be awkward. Let's have fun. Look around. These are God's greatest creations right here. You don't believe me? Let me tell you a little bit. Let me tell you a little bit of science here, okay? I'm not a scientist, but I do have the internet. <laughs> Let me talk a little bit about DNA. Did you know that every cell of your body has DNA in it? And every cell in your body has three billion letters that combine to form your DNA. Every single cell in your body has three billion letters of DNA in it. Is that not incredible? That's what makes you who you are. It's what makes you look the way you look and act the way you, you act. That, I mean, this is, that's straight from the University of Toronto right there. Every cell in your body has three billion DNA letters in it. You know, if your DNA was unraveled, this is from Children's Hospital in Chicago. If, if your, you personally, if your DNA was unraveled and put into a string, it would reach to Pluto and back. Any of you ever seen Pluto? No, you can't. <laughs> to Pluto and back. That's how much DNA is in your body, that if they stretch it out, it would go to Pluto and back. Here, here's some more. There was a, a geneticist named Francis Collins, and he said that if you could take one cell's worth of DNA and you transcribed it out into a book, it wouldn't be a book, it would produce 4,000 books. One cell of DNA in your body would produce 4,000 books. Are you starting to get the picture? I mean, those mountains are cool. They're just rocks. You are God's amazing, incredible creation. You have 100 trillion cells in your body. All right, so 
Anyone want to do that math for me? Because I can't do it. 4,000 books for every cell, 100 trillion cells. And so, you know, this is something I heard. You know, you can do the math and prove me wrong if you want. But if you were to take all of the cells in your body and transcribe them into the 4,000 books, each cell, 100 trillion cells, it would fill the Grand Canyon 78 times. You still thinking that those mountains or canyons are that special? You are God's best creation. You are filled with all of God's handiwork and all of God's imprint. You are filled with DNA and you're filled with all these different things. God created you perfectly. Here's another one that blew my mind this week. I'm almost done with the science. 99.9% of our DNA is the exact same. 0.1% of our DNA is what makes us different from each other. So think about this. Eight billion people on this earth are all unique, all different. That dude selling beer at the Reds game, different than me because of 0.1% of our DNA. Are you getting the picture that we are an incredible creation of God? You're not just God's creation. You are God's most amazing creation. Turn to someone and say, you're amazing. Come on, you're amazing. <laughs> there was a song uh, when I was growing up. I, you know, when I was in the dating years, there was a song, and it was NSYNC. Any of you remember NSYNC? Any of you fans of NSYNC? There was a song, God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. And I remember when I was dating, I would look at my girlfriends and think, oh, God must have spent a little. You know, I didn't like NSYNC, but whoo, God did good work right there, right? Listen, I'll tell you that today. More so than Mount Everest or the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls, God did his best work when he created you. Don't buy into the lie that you're not good enough, that you don't matter. The God of the universe cares more about you than any mountain, any river, any ocean. You are God's best work Verse 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in, the, in your book before one of them came to be. So you know what he says, not only did you create me, not only did you knit me together, not only did you make me unique, not only am I a work of art, uh, not only is that amazing, you are, your works are wonderful, but he says, you saw me before I ever existed in every day of my life was numbered in your book before a single day happened. Now, let's talk about this for a second. I I know that not everyone's lives are perfect all the time, and I know there have been some days in your life that you didn't feel blessed by God. There's been some days in your life that you felt, you know, everything was against you, and you felt pain and suffering. And listen, unfortunately, because of man's decision to go away from God, we suffer with sickness and sin and death. It's the story of the gospel. God created us perfectly. We strayed. Sin and death entered the world, and we've had some rough days since then, haven't we? Can I tell you that God knew every single day of your life before it ever happened, and God wants to bless you every single day day, every single moment of your life, even in your hardest, worst times when you're dealing with sickness and pain, God knows God is with you 
And God wants to bless you, even in the midst of that. David says, you created me. You knit me together. I'm your work of art. I am wonderfully made. And he says, you knew before I was ever born everything about me. That brings us to verse 17 and 18, his response. He says, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. David acknowledges here that God created him, that God created him amazing and unique, that he's a work of art, that that it's God's greatest creation. And his response to that is to say, God, I care what you think of me. How precious are your thoughts to me, God. Let's just all be honest with ourselves and say that we care what other people think of us, don't we? Some of us are really tough and we try to pretend that we don't care and we say, I don't care what any of you think, but we care. We care. We spend a lot of time on our appearance because we care what other people think of us. We spend a lot of time, we we want to say the right things, we want to do the right things because we know that people are always judging us. Listen, I know that you guys out there are looking at me and you're judging me. Whether for good or bad, you're judging me. And and I can sit here and say I don't care. I do care. I care a lot. I, I want people to like me. We spend so much time, though, thinking about what other people are thinking of us, and it drags us down. And what David says is, God, you created me. You made me. You knit me together. I'm your wonderful creation. I'm your artwork, and you know me, and you love me, and your works are wonderful. And he says, precious are your thoughts to me, God. I want to say something that will help you. We're all guilty of worrying way too much of what the people around us think of us. You know what we need to be a lot more concerned with? Is what God, our creator, thinks of us. The God that created Mount Everest and Niagara Falls and the Grand Canyon created you perfectly. And David says, I just, your thoughts to me are precious. Listen, do yourself some good this week. Care a little bit less about what I'm thinking of you or the people around you are thinking of you. Ask God what he thinks of you. Because I already told you, the creator of this universe, when he looks at you, he sees perfection. David says, precious are your thoughts. And then he says, how vast is the sum of them? What he's saying is not only do I care what you think, but it's amazing blessing to know that you think of me all the time. How incredible is our God that he created 8 billion plus of us uh, and, and the mountains and the oceans and all this stuff. And he knows every single one of us and he cares about us and he thinks about us. Does that not blow your mind? David says, Your thoughts to me are precious, Lord. You're thinking of me always. We need to care a lot more about what God thinks because he's the only one that knows you completely. Your spouse, your family, they know you somewhat. God knows you completely. He's the only one that will be with us always. People will leave Even if they don't mean to, they will leave. I mean, people won't be around you forever. God is with you always. And, And today, God created you exactly as you are 
78 times the Grand Canyon full of DNA, God created you incredibly and perfectly exactly the way he meant to create you. We need to care what he thinks. And so David's response is to say, God, you created me. You created me exactly as I am. Worship team, you can come on up. God, you created me unique. I'm your work of art. Your works are wonderful. This isn't arrogance. This is David saying, I praise you, God, because you do great things. Turn around and look at the people around you again. God's greatest creation is us. David's response is to praise God. And then he says, search me and know me, God. Lead me, God. That's next week. Lead me, God. Not only does David care what God thinks, David puts his trust in the God that knows him, is with him, and created him perfectly. So here's the deal. We're going to sing a song. I want to invite you to stand. And we're going to sing a song called How He Loves. One of the most powerful ways that I've ever experienced God speaking is through music. As they sing the song, you're welcome to sing along with them. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to allow God to speak to you. If you've never done that before, if that sounds weird to you, all you've got to do is open yourself up and say, God, what do you think of me? I remember several times in my life when I was in a tough spot and God showed up through something that someone else was singing and said, I love you. Listen, today there's a lot of things telling you what you should look like and how you should act. And there's a lot of people that say things to you, some nice, some not so nice. Today there's a God that knows you, that's with you, and that looks at you and wants to tell you, you are my perfect creation. As we sing this song, I just want you to hear from God how he loves you. And in response... Let's worship him. Because I, I don't care what you think of yourself, God's creation is incredible. It's amazing to me that the God that created all the heavens and the earth cares and thinks about me. So he's worthy of our praise. And there's no, nobody that you could put your trust in, nothing that you could put your trust in today that's better than the God that created you. Before we get into the song, if you're here today and God is not your God, if you've never allowed Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to be your Savior, if you've never allowed God to tell you who you are, I want to invite you, just as David did, to say, oh Lord, search me and know me. I want to follow you, lead me. You can say today, God, the God that created, you don't have to be led by MTV or ESPN or any of those channels or newspapers or political arguments. The God of the universe knows you, is here with you, created you and loves you. And so today, if you've never said, God, I want to follow you, it's simple. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have the Bible memorized. You just have to say, Lord, I want you to be my Savior. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing the song. I want you to let God speak to you. But as I pray, if you want to 
affirm that in your life. Affirm it, but if you've never said that, don't miss this opportunity to know the God that knows you perfectly. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for each person that's here. I thank you that you love us and care for us. I pray, Lord, today that you would be our God. If there's anybody in here, Lord, that's never put their trust in you, if there's never, anybody in here that's never uh, you know, known you as God, I pray, Lord, today that they would acknowledge that maybe they've been missing it. I pray that you would awaken their heart and they would reach out to you and just say, Lord, I want you to be my Savior, my God. Forgive us all for the times that we miss it. Tell us today how much you love us. Tell us what you think of us. Help us to worship you with everything we have. We love you, Lord. Your works are wonderful. In Jesus' name, amen.